This is Cincinnati Edition on 91.7 WVXU. I'm Lucy May. Cincinnati Public Radio is bringing you something new this month, a multimedia documentary collaboration called The Art Of. The project highlights local creatives and explores how they do their work. And each episode features an original song by host Deuces Cunningham, the creative force behind The Art Of. Joining me in this recorded interview to talk about the project and the work it showcases are the Art Of host, Deuces Cunningham. Welcome, Deuces. Hi, how are you? Doing great. And culture curator, Lex Nicole. Thanks for being here, Lex. Thanks for having me. Deuces, tell us more about the Art Of. How do you explain this project to people? There's so much going on with it. Uh, I consider it like a multimedia series, to, to sum it up. Um, it's just, uh, it's a it's a media series that consists of different languages for people that are coherent in different areas when it comes to um, understanding and gaining information. Mm. And what inspired this? Uh, I just, my, my love for creativity in the world that I'm evolved around. Um, you know, there's, there's things that I'm always inspired by from other people, including, you know, myself. And uh, I just think it's, it's super important to express that. You know, uh, the the level of collaborative, the collaborative effort that I try to showcase is what allows me to move forward in my life as a creative. So I always try to figure out a way to express that as well. And so when I created this idea, that's what really set the tone for it was how do I create multiple ways to showcase this information and how do I collaborate with these people as well so that it becomes a unit instead of just a solo case. Ah, Well, I think when people think about creativity, a lot of people think about Cincinnati's arts scene. I'm going to ask you both this question, but I'll start with you, Deuces. How would you describe Cincinnati's arts scene? Beautiful. <laughs> uh, it's it's amazing. It's, um, it's, such a, it's such a big world in a small city. I don't think, I think a lot of people don't recognize that a lot of times. Um, and so, you know, the there are challenges here that we deal with that aren't dealt with in other cities and stuff. And so, and we as creatives recognize that. So we figure out the best ways to find a solution for that. But it's such an immersive experience here um, from art to events to, um, you know, even how like, even how the corporate worlds handle their handle their things, uh, you know, there's so many different types of musicians here in our city. Uh, there's a lot of history, you know, and the, and I think that's one of the hu- like the biggest things that comes with Cincinnati's art scene, like the creative scene, and just the history that we're we're dealt with here. Um, it's it's a it's a huge hub. What do you think, Lex? How would you describe Cincinnati's art scene? You know, that's a great question because I feel like it could be different depending on the, the time or the generation or the person that you ask. But um, I feel like Cincinnati's art scene is like in a constant state of metamorphosis. You know, it's always changing. It's always in the the butterfly cocoon effect. And um, so I get I'm like really excited for what's like to come and what's happening, whether it's Blink or um, the amazing things that the CSO is doing. Um you, I mean, you name it, David Chu and what he does or all of the artists that I could like name off. I could just name drop all my friends because <laughs> I'm so excited <laughs> and to support. So like like Deuces, I, like the collaboration is really cool. And it's alive in the city right now. Yeah. There, and there's so much more on the horizon, as yeah. you said, Lex. Deuces, you talked about how this is really a mixed media approach. What's import, What's the importance of that in the art of? Why is it important to have the audio, the video, all these different entry points to the project? 
Uh, you know, to I guess to speak on my behalf, like I'm someone who listens who listens to music to understand like my state of being or someone else's state of being or their experience or just the world in general. Um, while there's other people that literally need a visual, you know, like there's there's moviegoers out there who like in order for them to understand things and how to come up with ideas or to live their life, like they they live and breathe through movies and visuals and TV shows and stuff while there's other people that just need a podcast to understand the same information that they someone else is just expressing in a music uh, song or inside of a visual. And so I think that that's important because you don't want to leave anyone out when it comes to giving them some type of information, especially when it comes to creatives. So it's a matter of reaching as many people as you can in all the different ways you need to do it. Yes. Okay. What kind of people, Deuces, are you going to be profiling? These creatives go beyond musicians and visual artists. Tell us about the people that you're looking for in this project. Yeah, you know, I, I explain this a lot to people when they end up asking. Because, um, I, you know, to keep it fair, like, creatives is such a broad word. So when I'm reaching out to people, like, I'm trying to recognize what they're doing in their creative space that sets them out, that sets them apart from everyone else. You know, and, and I think that that's the most important thing because, again, like you have musicians out there, but there's musicians that are doing something in their state, in their state, in their world that sets them out, sets them apart from everyone else. Just like you have curators that are out here doing things. And it's like, well, what are they what are they pushing in their way, in their area of curation? You know, you have designers out here that are pushing certain narratives, whether it's ethical design or it's you know, virtual design or it's, you know, uh, you know, it's it's on formal design, like how, whatever the case may be. But it gives the opportunity to reach out to a different mass of creatives than just ge- the generic version of what we expect a creative to be. You know, it, it allows those people that actually are creative, but don't they might even work in the corporate world. And it's like they've figured out a way to handle business and to um to to converse with the public in such a creative way that you got to interview them and figure out how they do it because I just like and it's also a learning process too you know if I see someone that's really good at talking to people but they're in a corporate or and it's like that's how they handle business like there's obviously some type of creative space that they're in that they're not expressing out loud but if you talk to them and you get you know you get some intel you'll recognize that it seems like the people that you talk to in this first um uh series, these first few podcasts, these first episodes is what I'm trying to say, are very versatile. And you're a very versatile creator yourself. How do you describe yourself as a creative to people? I mean, you do a lot of different stuff. Uh, hmm. <laughs> I've, I've, I've described myself in so many different ways. Um, yeah, you know, I, I would just say I'm, a, I'm an innovative creator that has figured out a way to be accessible through my craft with music. Um, every position that I'm in right now has started from the core of music, you know? So just speaking from my soul and just having uh, just intentions is like how I describe myself a lot of times. But I I would say I'm just a a unique, innovative creator at, at this point. Well, we're talking in this recorded interview about a new mixed media collaboration called The Art Of. Let's start talking about some of the people you're highlighting. Lex Nicole, you are one of them. You work as a culture creator. You're in the second episode of this big project. Explain what it means to be a culture creator and and what all you do as part of that. 
Um, yeah, so as a culture curator, um, for me, my focus has been, um, I guess over the last like seven years, has been focused on, um, you know, leveraging um, arts and entertainment as a way to kind of promote for social and economic issues. And so it's like the intersection of like the civic engagement and the social change meets arts and, and, and entertainment and creativity. And so, um, my curation looks maybe very different from like a standard understanding of curation. And so whether it's like, you know, writing plays and producing music for a body of work or it's curating visual um, exhibitions at the West End or the CAC, it takes many different forms. And so um, but it's been a journey. I, I, I try to explain it the best I can. But for me, it's like a constant state of living in my truth because being a curator and being someone who wants to bring something from thought to reality and from concept to reality, like I have to allow myself to always like feel what I'm feeling or to react and respond to things around me. And so um, even to give you an example, like when I did when I wrote my first play, I, I did it because I was just given an opportunity to work with the CAC and they're this time tomorrow festival. And they asked me, they wanted to hire me as a, as a traditional curator. And they were like, we want to hire you to work with artists. And I was like, but I am the artist, you know. And so that was the first time where I had to actually fight for my creativity. And I had to s proclaim that as an as an artist, like being a curator is the same as being an artist to me. So it's been a journey. Well, and you said that there are these messages that are woven into the work that you do. Give yeah. us an example of, of that. Yeah. So when I wrote my first play, um, it was called For the Love of Black Women. And it was a dance and scripted poetry performance. And um, it we did five sold out shows. Well, we did four sold out shows. And then we had to add the fifth one. I just had to say that because that's a difference. Right. That's and like, <laughs> I, I mean, that's, like, that's not a humble brag, but it's totally you yeah. did the right thing, dropping that right there. But um, and so that piece was it was beautiful because um, for the first time ever as a curator, I got to create a body of work that I could see myself in, that I could write myself into. And so like the entire narrative, the dance, the music was all reflective of, um, you know, the education of black women, the protection of black women, the self-worth and value of black women. And it was this body of work that was just meant for women of color to be able to express themselves in this beautiful art form. And and, um, and then, yeah, I had no idea that it was even going to be that big. And then it was. And then four months later, I got another grant to do For the Love of Black Men. And then we did another three sold out shows at the Mercantile. And so it was just it just unravels it. Being a curator really unravels me as a person, I would say. Well, and, you know, the way you talk about yourself as a curator and an artist, do you feel like that makes you maybe better equipped to create spaces for artists and creatives and these plays that you you know, that you write these productions you develop absolutely i 1000 percent would not be here if i was never surrounded by my incredible friends and cohorts and the creatives in cincinnati like they have all induces included has have all inspired me to allow myself to even call myself an artist and so if it wasn't for collaboration if it wasn't for a constant reach out to artists and you know i've been booking artists to perform for so long that um yeah, <laughs> I couldn't do it without them, to be honest. How'd you get into that work? Um, well, 
it's a funny story. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I When I was in college, I used to throw these college experiences. And then when I was very sure of the type of outcome that I wanted to create, I was able to shift and focus on performing arts. Um, and I was about 19 going on 20. I'm a college dropout. And um, I say that proudly because I used to, that used to be my insecurity. And now I'm like, Psh. I mean, isn't Mark Zuckerberg a college dropout? I mean, I think the there greatest. Are some people who are fairly greatest. successful. Yeah. yeah. So go ahead. Sorry to interrupt. No, it's okay. Yeah. So I, you know, I just, I started doing poetry experiences. I started doing a show called um, Speak, A Space for Thoughtful Expression. And it turned into this amazing poetry outlet that um, grew from working in a coffee shop to 50 people to about two to 300 people coming out once a month. And folks were driving from, you know, Louisville and Dayton and Columbus and one time Chicago and one time somebody drove, jumped on a train from D.C., which was so random and I was humbled. But I was like, wow, it's I feel like I have a social responsibility to stay here. And that's where I've stayed. Hmm. Yeah. Deuces, what made you think Lex Nicole has to be part of this project? It's it's her it's her ability to 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 bring people together, honestly. And and it's and it's also her ability to create these these creations that have in like speaking of myself, have changed our perspectives as far as like how we live as human beings, you know, like she, when she was creating some of these projects out here, not only for like the project she had, the Red Light Jazz Room, but you know, the for the love of black men and black women. And I think she even had something before that too, that she might've did where like you had to, like as an artist, I had to sit back and I go, maybe I'm thinking about like this world as an artist a little bit different, like a little bit wrong. Like maybe I need to, maybe like my level of growth needs to like I need to change the direction of it because like what she's doing is is making sense as far as the message that she's putting inside of her work. And so it's always like I've always gravitated towards the work that she's that she's done. Um, and I've always gravitated towards the people that she that she brings and that surround her because she's just she creates this space of unity as far as African-Americans, as far as like black empowerment not only for women but for men too and that's a that's a huge thing that i don't see within our community which is expressing the love for black men and so that really touched me as well and she's always been that way so and so when you see stuff like that actually coming out as like an example for you to actually revisit or watch or see as an experience you start to recognize like yeah like she's she's special like she has a special experience that she's trying to give to the humans or yeah. it's not to the human beings, but to the world, I would yeah. say. <laughs> that was sweet. Thank you. You're welcome. Aww. Lex, you're the focus of episode two in yes. this season. Uh, and it, it really talks about your work with creation and cultivating black artistry in the region. What do you think has spurred the recent black artist renaissance in Cincinnati? And how, how have you been part of that? Oh, that's so layered um, because I think there's always been a black renaissance of art in the city. I mean, I, you, if you know about Robert O'Neill, if you know about any of the amazing people that have, you know, whose shoulders we stand on and have the privilege and honor to stand on, mm-hmm. um, it it would behoove me not to continue to further, you know, a legacy that's centered around art, um, you know, that's created by people of color. And um, the thing... I, I don't know if I know what the specific time or movement was that created such a renaissance, but I think that the more um, 
one, the city is alive, right? And the more that there's momentum happening, there's more for people to see. There's more people to react off. Like just the energy alone, you know, allows for just like the kinetic energy to to um, aspire. And so, I think Black people, um, Black creatives in general, are just very excited about you know claiming the stake, you know, in the art world as a whole. So I don't know if I if I did that question justice or not, because I was not prepared. That was a great question. <laughs> I, th- <laughs> but, I think you did. I think you did great on it. Yeah. I, I mean, like, again, like, it's like the creative world for like the black renaissance has always been here. Yeah. You know, like we have people that are on our walls and like city, like city murals that yeah. state that like this has been here for years. So I think knowing that like we see these things as creatives, mm-hmm. like, once like whether you're not in the scene or you in it you are in the scene and or you know you step into the scene and you recognize it like it's just a burst of energy mm-hmm. and the way that we communicate with each other here in the city mm-hmm. is uh it I, I think it i think it ends up always giving us that that energy that you're speaking on yeah that allows us to come up with you know we all like collectively mm-hmm. come up with like a surge of experiences for people to yeah. to gauge into um yeah. yeah. Well, and I was going to say, too, like, when I think about, like, what true currency is for me, like, it's support. Mm-hmm. It's love, right? And so, like, we have built such a strong, like, um, support system mm-hmm. that if one of us wins, then we all win. Like, if we're exactly. all holding hands, then we're all moving in the same direction. And that has kind of been, I think, a huge piece of why the, the you know, this renaissance is continuing to, to push forward. So many people look to artists for inspiration. Where do you all look for inspiration? All the questions. <laughs> I know, right? That's 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 a that's a big one. I'm I'm everywhere with it though. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, like, I, look to be transparent, right? Like, I was just watching an interview of an artist who's an independent artist, right? His name's Russ, and he was on like this interview with Andrew Schultz, who like, who's like, he's he's pretty he's pretty loud, right? But like, you're I'm watching it. And I'm watching the information, like I'm listening to the information that they're talking about because they're talking like all things music, music and the music industry. And Russ says this thing where he talks about this guy named uh, like Cole Kanan or some like country artist. And he's like, because country music is like having like a huge burst right now. Mm-hmm. And he's like, but like the thing with hip hop is that it, there's there's just been issues with the world of hip hop right now. And so if you recognize it, like you recognize there is other music that people are like, hey, like there's not just like hip hop. That's like the biggest music and the most popular music I hear. And he said the name. And he was like, he expressed this song to be so good. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna check it out. <laughs> and I checked it out and it's been on, I've, I've had it on like since last night. Like I play it every single day and I don't listen to country music like that, but this song is so good. And now I have inspirations to make like an acoustic song with a, with another artist because I want to give that same type of feeling or something similar to it from my world to them. So like I find inspiration all over the place. Yeah. yeah. I know you're waiting for me for an answer. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, we got time. No. Um, <laughs> You know, I am. I'm. I, there's a. There's. It's a combination of things. I would say. Yeah, that was just one thing of mine. <laughs> um, one is that like I look to my family and my support system there. I'm one of nine siblings. My mom was a single mom when she had me and my twin sister, my older sister, and so, you know, I look to like how strong my mom is and the endurance that she had to go through as a person that to me is so inspiring right that to me is like that encourages me to say I can go through anything as an artist as a creative as whatever it is that I want and so um just like 
the core values of who I am are the things that kind of help fuel me as a creative and help fuel me um, uh, in my inspiration. But I would also say that, um, honestly, music is one of the things that, like, if you put me in a room by myself and I just put on music... I could create anything. Um, but I pull from the world around me, like the colors, the way that people smile, the, the way that things smell. When I was writing my plays, I was working in my sleep and my significant other at the time had to wake me up and like, they're like, you know you were shouting out colors in your sleep? <laughs> it's like, you know, so it's a constant state. I think you said that earlier, like creatives, like we we never stop working at, no, at all. Yeah. So yeah, we pull we from everything. We don't sleep, like, mm -mm. like, like mentally, like we don't sleep. Mm -mm. Yeah. Like there's no rest inside of us. Mm -mm. Yeah. None. Deuces, the art of will be officially introduced this evening at a sold out event at the Esquire Theater. What's going to be happening at that event? Uh, so it's a film screening of the Art of series. We're showing the first season, the first three episodes, which is myself, Lex Nicole, and Jay Banks from Native Brand. Um, it's going to be on the big screen, which is still like a huge like thing in my mind. I'm just not, like try I'm trying to grasp it right now. Uh, it'll be um, we'll have family and friends there. Uh, it's basically just a showcasing to where we show the episodes, and in between of the episodes, we do a panel experience to uh, at least highlight and elaborate the experiences that not only myself and CPR, but also the characters as well. So it just gives people a physical experience of these characters that they're seeing on the big screen and who they are, what they do, what they got out of the experience, what they have coming uh, in the future. Um, obviously, like some of the questions that have been asked now, like what drives them to create these things and what drives them in their career path. Um, and and also to for them to leave the crowd inspired. Well, I've been talking with the Art of Host, Deuces Cunningham, and Culture Curator, Lex Nicole. Thank you both so much for your time today. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Cincinnati Edition on 91.7 WVXU. Our producer is Selena Reeder. Associate producer is Asiya Johnson. Technical director is Marshall Verbsky. I'm Lucy May. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.